Hello and welcome to episode 130 of Water Hockey, where we talk Texas hockey and the culture and stories that surround it. Continuing with the off-season trend of bringing in guests, we have another local DFW pro. But before we bring him on, we need to make sure that you are all following all the Water Hockey on social media platforms and check out waterhockey.com, where we are bringing you updated content on a regular basis. That being said, it's just Shannon and I running the show again here today. Shannon, hi. How are you? Hi, Fink. I'm doing really hi. well. How are you? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a little tired, but you know, persevere. At the allergies. Well, I'm thankful for the rain, but I'm a little little upset because my allergies are messed up. So you can't win. Can't win. Well, I'll take uh, cooler weather and allergies than 135 degrees and no allergies for five hundred dollars. Fine. 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 Everything's fine. We're okay. <laughs> so is that it? Everything's okay then? Uh, I'm moving soon. Um, moving on up to the east side? Yeah. Uh, Elex apartment in the sky? West side. Oh, that doesn't The upper west side of Prosper. Wow. Yeah. Sounds wow. very uh, prosperous. Yes. My children start their hockey season this weekend. And I don't know how fortuitous it is that both my 8U and my 10U played at the exact same time on Sunday at the exact same rink, but we got really lucky. <laughs> so I'll just get my steps and bouncing from one side to the other. It's fine. We'll yeah. Fine. I mean, well, if you get a cardboard cutout and just stick it at the rink that you're not at, it'll be like you're there. And attach a GoPro to that. Part. It's genius. It's genius. Yeah. I, I'm very rarely coming up with smart ideas. Uh, water <laughs> hockey is kind of like the big one that I've ever come up with, and I've been really running with it for like three and a half years now. So well, go ahead and write right. that down. Thank you. We'll write that down as the second one. Uh, hockey moms and dads everywhere, just cardboard, cardboard cutout, cutout, GoPro. Got it. How about you? Awesome. How are you? I'm <laughs> splendid. Couldn't be happier. Uh, I'm built like a Yeti cooler, and I hate the heat. So the fact that it was nice outside just really makes me happy. Played golf today at Cottonwood Shot. I broke 90 for the first time since I was a wee lad. Because you were uh, angry. Yeah, How well, long? maybe the 85-year-old senior citizen foursome in front of us should have realized that when two young guns like my roommate and myself are up their caboose, then they should do one of these waves where it's like, go around. We don't have much longer left on this earth. Just go. Uh, but nope, that wasn't the case. So it, it was a, a easy four-hour round that felt like it took almost five and a half hours. It was just brutal. But... When it's cloudy and it's like mid eighties with a breeze, you can't really be all good. It's all good. All we good. May, we I was supposed it. to play disc golf tomorrow with none other than one deer, Cassie Volpe. Oh, so you guys are into like the the devil's lettuce now? Is that what happens? Because I think that you I have so. to smoke I think that's some what kind happens of. When you play disc golf, I think it's just part of it, right? Yeah, I think it's in the discs. Yeah, you spin it and it comes. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like a, like a Pokemon. Darn, it's going to rain, so we're going to catch a stick and puck. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I'd much rather do that. Um, well, you know what you could take to that stick and puck that you already own, but most people that most people don't own that are listening to this that should uh, is a brand new, shiny, and well-ventilated Conway & Banks bag. So if you're looking to replace your moldy old hockey bag with a broken zipper, check out ConwayAndBanks.com. 
They make premium quality bags that are built to last. They include removable organizers to keep your gear organized, and they keep everything dry with waterproof materials and giant vents. Uh, my favorite, Jason, feature is the built-in foot mat that keeps my feet dry in those nasty wet locker rooms. Not in, not in like particular rinks, but most of them. Uh, they come in three different sizes and five different colors, so you'll be sure to find the one you love. And you can still get 10% off using code WATAHOCKEY10 and get your gear to the rink, Shannon. Get ready. In style. You didn't even do it. You made me do it by myself. Still doing it. I'm a horse from yelling at old people all day. Uh, <laughs> this is officially my notice. I'm done. <laughs> that's fair. Well, you know, I've been yelling at people all summer long. Now that the weather is finally changing, Sauce Toss is the game of the year. If you're looking to uh, for a way to spend some time outside, uh, finally, head over to SauceToss.com and use promo code WATASAUCE for 10% off your entire order today. Hashtag bags for beauties. And last but certainly not least, play every day with Nice Mitts, the perfect fit beyond the rink. Where athleisure meets hockey, Nice Mitts brings players a complete lineup of athleisure apparel and, wait a minute, ultra light pro level glove. Yep. He nailed it. <laughs> and then he froze. <laughs> did I just completely freeze? You did. We'll have to fix that part. <laughs> All right. Where did I mess up at? Um, we, you got through the first, uh, paragraph of nice mitts and then that was it <laughs> all right sick hold on let me go ahead and write that in the old uh the notes so i can make sure i don't screw that up but you looked great as frozen as you were sick <laughs> i'm just gonna do the whole ad read over let's start over shall we play every day with nice mitts the perfect fit beyond the rink where athleisure meets hockey nice mitts brings players a complete lineup of hockey athleisure apparel and ultra light pro level gloves Introducing the Pro Series Mitts, designed for players who want pro-level protection and the ability to feel the puck like never before. The PSM gloves are the first hockey gloves that are machine-wash friendly. Now your gloves will stay fresh and look new for every shift. Check them out at NiceMitts.com. That's with two Ts and score 10% off at checkout with Wada Hockey 10. All right, Shannon. You did it. I did it. That was brutal, but I did it. But what's not brutal, up next a product of Keller High School and the Lone Star Brahmas. <laughs> Playing over 100 games for the College of Holy Cross, he spent time with the Knoxville Ice Bears and Huntsville Havoc of the SPHL before being loaned to the Wichita Thunder of the ECHL and now calls the Allen Americans home for what will be his second season with the organization. A DJ in his free time, Dalton Skelly, welcome to the show. Finally, you've made it. How are you? I'm doing good. I appreciate you guys having me on. I know it's been a long time coming. We've been, what, playing this out for like a year? So. All it took was publicly calling you out on leaving us on red. That was it. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess that's one way to get me on. I, like, told, I, did, I told her not to. Yeah, yeah I, I told. I was told, hey, maybe don't do that. And then I was like, Shannon, maybe don't do that. And then it worked. And she was like, well, it worked. And I was like, hey, it worked. This is a great idea. <laughs> I'm going to leave it up. No, that was actually hilarious. I got a good laugh out of that one. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. Well, I'm glad that you. Uh, I'm glad that you joined the show. I know a lot of. We've been telling a lot of people, like mutual friends, like, "Oh yeah, he's totally coming on the podcast." And then, like, six months passed, and they're like, "You sure?" And we're like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize nice. everybody hanging that bad. I didn't think it's anybody cared too much. We lost I mean, listeners a, because of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're doing great in Finland. That's all we got going for us right now. That's that's Fine. all we got. No, uh, so how's the uh, how's the off season been? You said you uh, you made a big move. You're still in the area. What else has been going on? You know, how is 
you know, the announcement came out a couple weeks back that you re-signed with Allen. You know, what's it been like training-wise? What's kind of what's kind of gone into this offseason for you? Yeah, it's been uh, pretty busy. I've been traveling a lot. And you know, like you said, I moved moved apartments uh, still in the Allen area. So um, excited about that. My girlfriend and I moved into uh, to a nice place over here. Uh, so that was uh, probably through almost three months ago now, I'd say. And then I mean, the whole furniture deal and getting everything figured out here has been a work in progress, but it's starting to come together for sure. But yeah, other than that, I've been traveling a ton. I had four weddings and a bachelor Ooh. party. So just shelling out money left and right, you know, yeah. going out, flying. That's why you resigned. Yeah, they're not necessarily destination weddings, but they were destinations for me because I had to fly out to the East Coast. So that was it was fun. It was a great time, but at the same time, it was uh, it was a lot, a lot of flying, a lot of travel. So it was, uh, yeah. So it's <laughs> almost it's almost like from a travel perspective, there was no off season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just racking up miles on every airline. <laughs> Just say get the miles up. Yeah, What's on the miles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. My points are off the charts right now. <laughs> okay, well, enough humble bragging. Um, <laughs> going back to the beginning, when did you start to play hockey? When did I start? Uh, I was probably started skating when I was two or three, and then I want to say I got probably got on a team when I was four ish. Mm, okay. um, or no, maybe five, I think, because I moved to Texas when I was five. Okay. So I think that was kind of when I started jumping on a team. I was playing mini might might at a. At uh, well, it was called Blue Line at the time, but the Nitex rink. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm aging myself with that. But uh, We were at the ITC, the ice ITC. training center. Oh, Richard, yeah. Now Richardson. Yeah, Richardson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember that one was uh, always a uh, – that was a hike. It was basically like we were getting a hotel for the weekend to get yeah. over there from oh, my, my family and Keller. So they were not looking forward to any games in Richardson or McKinney yeah. or Plano, but – now I live on this side of town. I had to basically retrain my brain that this is all close to me now, right. not, not over an hour away. So. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, I think I can make it. Yeah, <laughs> 20 minutes. All right. All right. Yeah, no big deal. That's basically Dallas now. Everything's just 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm definitely, definitely enjoying this side of town. Well, okay, we're we're glad to have you back. Obviously, um, you know, it's good to hear that you had a good off season. So, kind of going back to Blue Line now, Nitex. Um, you, you spent some time in the NAL and the NAHL, uh, but you joined the Lone Star Brahmas after playing with the Fairbanks Ice Dogs and Michigan Warriors of the NAHL. What was, what was life like for you in the NAHL and, and how do you think it helped you kind of shape yourself as a hockey player when you're at that age before you go off to the NCAA and play at Holy Cross? Yeah. So I think, I think I had a lot of growing up to do, um, like physically, mentally, it's just at, at that time, um, I left at, I think I just turned 18. Um, somewhere around there. So I graduated high school and then um, went off to Fairbanks. And funny enough, I, I joke, I joke with Dan now that he, he had no interest in me whenever I was coming out of coming out of school. And then, then I go play a year and play in Fairbanks in Michigan. And then, then he's knocking on my door at that point. But, but it was funny. Yeah, I loved, I love playing in the Null. Um, it's an older league, a lot of um, bigger, stronger guys. I mean, I was a baby face. I was still wearing a bubble. I wore a bubble in junior. So, I mean, uh, that's enough. Enough. The, yeah, yeah, the, we, uh, yeah, we were, we were told about that. Yeah, yeah I figured that probably get brought up by somebody, but <laughs> <laughs> I got to get ahead of it though, you know. So, but yeah, I, um, playing against like some just bigger, stronger guys, I think that was huge for my career. Um, maybe played in a different league. I don't know if uh, if I'd be here right now. To be honest, I, l- I learned a lot in that league, and 
Yeah. Um, going up in Fairbanks, I really enjoyed my time there. And then um, about mid mid season, I uh, got released in Fairbanks, and then went to Michigan and played a ton, and that was huge for me. I think I was playing like second, third D pair in Fairbanks, and then once I got to Michigan, I was playing a lot, and it was huge for my development and um, just really for my confidence as well. So it was a huge, huge part of my career, and then. Um, that team actually fell through at the end of the year, got Ooh. bought out. They brought in the Flint Firebirds. Uh, so there was Ooh. no more Michigan Warriors. So at that point, I was a free agent. I could go wherever I wanted. So um, once that date hit, there was a few teams that were calling. And um, obviously, it was a no-brainer to go to Lone Star once. I, could, I lived eight minutes from the rink. Uh, yeah. I got to live at home. My, my best friend from, from Michigan and uh, still one of my best friends today, Alex Bridenelli. Um, and then Peter Bates was another. Um, but so Birdie lived at my house, he billeted in the room right next to me. So like with my family, my best friend, um, got to play in front of family and friends. It was just an awesome year. And then, um, obviously capped that off with, with a commitment to Holy Cross during that year. That was awesome. Growing up in Texas, you know, um, we all kind of, I'm for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to say we all grew up at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know that the hockey community is. Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's really rude. Um, you know that the hockey community here in North Texas is a little, you know, smaller. It's like everybody knows right. somebody. Uh, and w- were any of the people that you played with on the Americans people that you grew up with? Yeah. So, I mean, not necessarily that I knew them that well, just because uh, Grover was a little bit older than me. I want to say he's yeah. two, three years older. Um, and then Croner, he was, he was quite a bit younger. So he was, I think he was three years younger. So I was kind of right in the middle of both of them. Um, so I didn't really know them growing up, but we've been at a ton of the summer skates. As, as, as you get older, just people start to fall off. And then the age groups become a lot smaller. Um, I mean, the 95s now morph into the 94s, 96s. Everybody just basically starts skating together because yeah. there's not a ton of hockey once you once you grow out of the, the youth leagues here. So yeah. um, you kind of have to find your group. And so, I mean, we would just start putting together skates, and there was a bunch of guys um, that would run skill sessions or coaches that would run skill sessions and then um, different drop-ins because, um, I mean, go, just going to the – Uless rink for drop in on a Sunday morning. You never know what's going to be there. You don't know what's going to show up. Yeah. If there's going to be a goalie or anything like that. So we yeah. wanted to keep it decently high level, where nobody's killing each other, but at the same time, that has a pretty good pace to it, and everybody's out there just having a good time and trying to stay in shape. So, kind of speaking on on Shannon's question, this is a small community. There are quite a few guys that actually grew up in this area that were on the Allen Americans like roster last year. You know, you had. You had Grover, uh, obviously Crone, yourself. You know, do you remember any of the other guys that were part of that roster last year? And like, did you guys ever talk about, oh wow, like we're all from here and now we're playing professionally right up the street from where we live? Yeah, I mean, I think that was that was part of the conversations when, um, I mean, coming out of Three Ice last year, I mean, yeah, that's when I, that's when I really started to get to know Grover, um, and so talking with him, and um, I was he was. He was basically retired at that point, and so when Costi kind of approached me about coming in playing for Allen, then I started in on on Grover, and then we ended up signing around around the same time. I forget who ended up signing first, but uh, we were basically recruiting each other, and um, I was trying to convince him to stay out of real estate and um, 
focus focus on hockey. So <laughs> it was funny. Oh. we had to get him. We had to get him out of the warehouse. He's working at a warehouse there for a unbelievable. Bit. Wow. I was like, I was like, this guy's putting up a hundred points, and he's working at a warehouse right now. Like, yeah. It's, the well, it's it's funny because you know, like we've had quite a few people on this this podcast from the on Americans, you know, specifically um, that grew up in the DFW area. So for the first time in the history of the podcast, we have a special guest interviewer coming on the show. Skelly, you have no idea about this. He's been a guest on this show before. He's here on special assignment to ask you a few questions himself. A former member of the Allen Americans himself, now with the Peoria Rivermen. Welcome to the show, Andrew Durham. Shut How up. are you, sir? <laughs> hey, you're on. Yeah, you're but on you have to unmute yourself, Durham. I, it was probably expletives that wait, you wait, just threw check, out there. Check, check, is this thing on? Check. Yep. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you yeah, were, you would uh, get your name out of uh, get my name out of you so hard there. And just, we really did try. Not working. <laughs> I'm he texting him. I'm texting him as I'm listening, going, "What an idiot!" <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, hey man, it's uh, funny seeing you here. You know, hey taking, taking time out of my Call of Duty time right now to uh, to interview you. You know, but yeah. um, you know, you and I grew up playing against each other. Um, you know, you always chose that really um, way worse youth organization. Um, the alliance over the stars for some reason, but uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm glad I could hand you all those uh, state runner-up trophies growing up. Um, you know, this it's not about me; it's about you. So I just wanted to run through a couple things here. Um, you know, not many people know the significance of playing for the Michigan Warriors. That that is a that is a forgotten franchise. And, and a once infamous franchise. And, um, you know, I just have a few questions about it. You know, um, one, you should probably take us through just how living in the area was. Um, there was recently a documentary called Flint Town on Netflix released. Um, yeah. You know, that was about the town and it doesn't paint it in a great light. Um, I'm also wondering, you know, are you entitled to compensation due to your water consumption um, <laughs> during your time there in Flint? Um, are there any, you know, internal concerns with your own body after your time <laughs> there? Because, uh, I mean, 32 games there, that's a significant amount of time. So you definitely, you definitely. That's a lot of water. There. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, tell, tell us about your, your time there, your time living there, you know, how you went about being safe and then tell us, you know, how you've been feeling since you left. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I think I think drinking drinking the Flint water for what what six, seven, eight months, whatever it was, and I think that probably explains a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was uh, Flint was Flint was an interesting spot. I don't know if I'm necessarily compensated for it, but uh, that, I think that's something I should probably look into. Uh, but yeah, definitely definitely an interesting place. I know there was one day we were going into practice. My roommate and I were driving in, and I forget what he had like some like like 1998, like Honda Civic or something like that. It was just a rattle trap, but it got us to the rink and back. So we were good. And, uh, we pull up to the, um, the stoplight right by the rink. We're turning left. We look over and at, there's a Taco Bell right there on the corner. Uh, and there was a truck just driven right through the front doors of the Taco Bell. Like, oh. Okay. Yeah. So then we like see you later on the news and, uh, the Taco Bell had been robbed by that man in the truck so, <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, uh, basically in the parking lot of the rink 
So that was a, that was an interesting part. I would assume an establishment such as Taco Bell would be kind of a cornerstone of the community up there. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking to score the big bucks and you're looking to rob a place, this is, you know, here on Water Hockey, we're obviously going to help you figure out what place to rob. Taco Bell is the top of the food chain. <laughs> I don't know how it gets any better. You know? <laughs> he just needed a couple of gorditas, maybe. I don't think he really cared about the money. I was going to say, if you just ask for extra sauce, they give it to you on the way out. Maybe they were doing a uh, Mexican pizza return that week and they got excited. Yeah. Wait, that's a good, good point. Nice, yeah. that's so good. Okay. Well, like, how about, how was your living situation there? Did you live right there in Flint? You know, when you watched Flint Town on Netflix, were you like, oh my God, there's my old, you know, Billet family's place right there? <laughs> you know, was there anything like that that ever happened? No, actually, I, I lived with a great family with the, the Gwillems. Um, their son actually played in the Nall. He played for Johnstown, so played against him all year. Um, he was their goalie, so that was that was interesting and kind of kind of fun. But um, but yeah, no, they they were a great family, and they didn't actually live in Flint. So I think I was I want to say I was twenty five minutes outside of Flint. So they were keeping us just safe enough, you know, close wow. close enough, but you know, at a distance. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, and I, I know you touched on on playing a lot there. You had six goals in 32 games, which for you, that's that's big time goal production. Um, <laughs> I don't score. Yeah, that's so like you must have been a big deal on this team. Yeah, I was, I was playing with a wand. I think I don't know. What I'm, I yeah, <laughs> it was great. I was, I was, I was, I was like, oh, six goals in 32. Like that's a, that's a career year for the kid. What, was it combat <laughs> that you were using that year? Was that what the secret was, or what was it? Easton? What were we back then? Oh, I'm, not, I'm not that old, Gary. I'm not that old. I didn't use combat. <laughs> All the old Christian aluminum two piece. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think they were the two piece like Makos. I don't even know. No, they weren't Makos, but they. I think they were red or something. I don't even know. HTX is that? Was that the stick? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that my, that, that night. Maybe I go back to the two piece. I'll talk to uh, to to dudes and the new equipment manager. See what. Yeah. Uh, Forty eight still wears the Makos. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you even get those. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They keep the graph. They keep the graph warehouse open just for forms. There's like eight <laughs> in the whole warehouse. They're just all his for the next seasons. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. Uh, yeah, the low kick point on those on those two pieces, man. I'm all about it. I was I was, yeah. a big, was a big two piece guy in youth hockey. I, know, I can't say I ever did it in juniors, but hey, something was working for you that year. So yeah. I like that, I like that a lot. Um, just kind of switching gears here. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but you come from kind of a Dallas area hockey royalty bloodline. Oh. Um, your father, and rest in peace to the organization of the Dallas Snipers, but your father is the previous associate head coach, assistant coach of the Dallas Snipers, one of the most illustrious Dallas junior hockey organizations to ever uh, come into existence. You know, what was it like growing up with a, with a father who knew so much about the game and, and got to, you know, kind of take you under his wing? Cause I'm going to tell you right now from personal experience, the amount of wisdom that Rob Skelly has is infinite. So I'm sure it helped growing up with him. Yeah, no, you are, uh, you are not far off there. Um, I think, yeah, definitely around DFW. Um, I'm Rob's son. He's not, my dad like yeah. it, it, that's Rob Skelly's son uh, everybody knows Rob and I think that's because one he's coached for every team and coached me and knows every single person and two he just talks to everybody 
the guy just talks then. So, uh, I mean, I, it's funny. He's, he's got guys to this day, but he, he sent me, uh, or he FaceTimed me earlier today. Um, and he was telling me about one of, one of his former teammates or former uh, players FaceTimed him like blacked out at a bar last night just to tell him that he missed him. So <laughs> like, oh, that's like, great. That, is, that is hilarious. So actually a sniper, sniper, sniper. <laughs> so I won't, I won't throw out any names, but, uh, but yeah, no, pretty, pretty funny stuff. I mean, the, the guy is an absolute legend. You hit it right on the head there. Yeah. I mean, just like I said, from personal experience, the, the knowledge of this man is infinite. I've never had someone affect me so much on in the bench area of the LD Odom Athletic Center while playing a roller hockey game <laughs> in my entire life. Uh, I mean, this guy, he would come, me and Skelly and a couple other guys were on like just a nice summer roller hockey team. And Rob would also suit up and play a few shifts and, you know, just kind of be a net front presence for us. Yeah. And, uh, and man, you get that guy one-on-one -on, -one on the bench, you're going to learn a few things. Uh, while you're waiting to go back out and yeah. invaluable, no. invaluable advice from that guy. Right. No doubt. He, um, yeah, he, I think he was probably the only dad that's ever played, uh, played in that league there. So he was playing in the LZ Odom a league. At, I mean, I don't even know how old he was at that point, but uh, it was pretty, I think he ultimately retired because he wasn't able to um, get a pair of 1980 CCM super tax skates as rollerblades. So those are his, um, we like to call them his slippers that he skates uh, when he's <laughs> on the ice right now. But um, I think it was ultimately just a uh, matter of his feet hurting too much out there. So, <laughs> well, maybe yeah, we need to. Uh, we have any equipment managers listening that have the uh, the magical powers of converting, you know, uh, ice skates into you know the rollerblades. We'll, we'll we need to get them set up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he was a force out there. You can ask Derek. Net absolute net front presence. I feel like if we have the technology to convert Crocs to ice skates, surely we can think of something. Yeah. No, I think I think I think it's, uh, it's definitely definitely feasible, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much uh, he's looking to do anymore. So what I you're hearing is he presented with it, he would it would happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he was the first and only person to ever call a timeout in that league, and then he would <laughs> play. So. <laughs> I get to see like the refs looking around, like, do we? Do we even have time? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, no, I think that was, I think everybody was confused. He called a timeout with like a minute left in the game. <laughs> and yeah. proceeded to like coach us on what we were going to do. Oh, yeah. 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 He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, Derek, you're on defense. Make <laughs> 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 hey, sure you're staying back. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a, I, I play forward and Derek plays D in that league. <laughs> so, what you're saying is I should have an alternate, uh, Episode cover. That's that's one episode one thirty. Uh, Dalton Skelly episode one thirty. Rob's kid. Yes. Rob's kid. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's son. Yeah, that's me. Rob's son. Yeah. yeah. Rob. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Skelly, I, I don't have too much else for you. I just um, I wanted to just share a, a story with everybody that we could kind of both um, you know dive into together. Yeah. And that's about it. You know, I'm trying to really um, make my money here with the <laughs> podcast, but, uh, you know, we have known each other for a long time, um, and all that, but I would say the most absurd thing that's happened between the two of us is while you were on the Knoxville ice bears during COVID and I was on the Macon mayhem during COVID <laughs> and I got hurt and sent home and I'm, 
driving from Georgia back to Texas, and I get a call from Dalton, my good buddy Dalton, and I'm thinking, oh, this guy just got me a deal with Knoxville Ice Bears, my boy. Here we go. No. And he's like, hey, my coach is going to call you. I don't really know what the deal is, but basically he's going to try to kind of like get you to kind of tell him who on your team has been going out. <laughs> that year, the teams weren't allowed to go out at all. Yeah. You, were, you, you couldn't, you couldn't leave your apartment. You had to either be at the apartment or the rink. So, so they like, wanted oh. you to narc. And yeah. so some of the guys on Knoxville had gotten dinged for being caught out at a bar. And so his coach was looking for retribution on the team he thought ratted on them. I still don't know if it was the guys on my team or not. I have no idea. But I'm like, okay, like that's such a weird call to get. Didn't think anything of it. 20 minutes later, I get a call from the head coach of the Knoxville Ice Bears. Hey, Andrew, you still looking to play hockey this season? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. Well, we can talk about that in a little bit. What can you tell me about who went out on New Year's Eve? Like, wow. No segue, no segue at all. And I'm like, wow, really? I'm like, you know, I don't really know like what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, don't worry. You're not on their team anymore. It doesn't, you don't have to protect anybody. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, okay, but like, I'm not an awful person. Like I'm, I, those are my friends. I'm not just going to throw these guys under the bus. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, Skelly was so right. And, uh, so anyway, he's I he figured out that he wasn't going to get any of the info out of me. Um, I don't I didn't crack under the pressure, and um, and crazy enough, he didn't actually ever ask me to be on the Knoxville Ice Bears. That's uh, wild, that unbelievable. Well, yeah. that, was, that was the thing is we like we were in the locker room and he he just I mean obviously we were discussing what was going on and that we had three players just get suspended for I don't know, remember how many games but um, significant amount and so he's like. So basically, like, why, why are you guys posting stuff? He's like, I don't care if you guys go out, but don't post anything. Don't get in trouble. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what happened, but I said I, I didn't say it in the room. I just said it to my buddy. I was like, Macon was out like three nights ago, and I don't know how that got back to Carzy, but just that simple comment right there got back to him, and then he's like pounding me over this over this story. I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. Like, they could have been at a restaurant for all I know. But it was it was pretty funny, and so then he starts talking to me about uh, bringing Durr in and if he wants to come play. And um, at first, I wanted to help Durr get to our team, um, obviously play together. Um, and then once, and so then that's what I initially t- told him. And then I start to get a little more information from the coach, and then I start to put it together that I don't think he really wants Durr at this point. And I think he's more just looking for um, a rat. And I was like, well, you're, you're talking his number. He's not going to rat, I'm telling you. Yeah, so Dalton goes, perfect, let me give you his phone number. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, that was before, yeah. <laughs> that was before. I was trying to help you out, man. I wanted you to play with Sweet, naive, angel baby. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, I know. Oh, you want his number? You only want his number to ask him to play? Absolutely, coach. Here it is. You, you want a con? Do you want a contact photo? Do you want the? Yeah. I- do you want the one I have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Here's his profile picture. You can save it on there. Yeah. <laughs> the only recruiting call I've ever gotten from Dalton Skelly. <laughs> That's not true. Last year. Okay. 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 That's oh, true. was there? Is there a redemption phone call that happened? I think it was a text, but, but yeah. yeah, it was, it was a text, but then yeah. same thing. 
Yeah. And it worked out though. Yeah. It did. It did. Everyone's happy now. Everyone's yeah. got teams. Uh, we can go out to restaurants again. Uh, we we yeah we won. We beat it. So go America. Big, big win for America. <laughs> Huge. Absolutely. You know what? What Durham doesn't realize is this is actually a, a working interview for the fifth member of What a Hockey. So, just yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I think I think uh, you know, Skelly, you're you're essentially the the first person to ever be interviewed by him on this podcast. You know how how do you think he did? You know, one out of ten. Be honest here. Yeah, one out of ten. Um, I'll, I'll give him an eight. Just a little room for growth. You know, That's solid. I think you came out. You, oh. You did what you needed to do. You you kept it a secret. I saw you today, and you didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, sneaky! Oh, yeah, sneaky. I mean, over an hour today. Why well, you wore your camel hat today? Because you're sneaking around. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the best part yeah, I could just I could just I could just see him like, hey, what are you what are you doing later? And Durham's yeah, like, I uh, play. I probably just playing Call of Duty, uh, working out. <laughs> you know, I actually did do that today. I was going around asking everybody what they're up to the rest of the day. So yeah, <laughs> me yeah. nothing. Just gonna hang out at the house. Yeah. Uh, just hanging around. What's going on? Hanging around. Well, Durham, I think you've done extremely well. You're welcome to hang around, but if you have zombies to kill on Call of Duty, we also respect that. It's completely up to you. Uh, you know, whatever you want to do. We just got a couple you, more you questions. You might not get Shelley. a second interview for a job, but you can stick around and we can interview you again. Yeah, practice Kinda makes like perfect. Interview. Uh, you know, I, I, I've gotten like six text messages from Cole Fraser during this interview asking me to come hop on Call of Duty with him. Very so, busy, you know, I understand. That's fair. That's fair. Shout out to my buddy Cole. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's been an absolute honor. Um, Skelly deserves the spotlight. I'm done taking it away from him now. And uh, it was wonderful to see everybody. <laughs> oh, well done Durham thank you for joining the podcast we'll definitely have you back on soon and uh, maybe bring we'll bring Skelly on to interview you and it will be just the biggest surprise of all time you you'll go. never know we'll never see it coming cheers thank you cheers anyway now we're back with just Dalton Skelly with the first ever off-site off-shoot interview uh, Skelly were you expecting that by any yeah. means I was not, you know, he just just popped up on the screen. I didn't know what was coming there, and you know, I think he did well. <laughs> we really, really tried to pry his name out of your mouth, and you were just everybody but. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even like think. <laughs> He's like one of my best friends in the world. One of my best friends with him today. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I had no idea. Yeah, no. Oh, oh, what the heck is this guy doing here? So. Uh, uh, We've been, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of like mutual friends of yours, uh, in, in the community and stuff. And, you know, you, you still get out and you're active in the off season, you know, doing a lot of skates here and there. Um, from your point of view, like you are in a position where you meet a lot of people and then you get this opportunity to play with the Americans. What was that kind of like for, for people that you may not have known as a kid? Because obviously, like you said, you grew up playing hockey, moved to, you know, you're here when you were five playing uh, you played in high school, but you know when you start meeting more like the quote unquote beer leaguers that just play recreationally, play for fun here and there. Um, what's it? What's the experience been like for you? Kind of becoming friends with these people and hearing how you know how much it means to other people for you to still be playing professional hockey and playing in Allen. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pride in that. Um, just I mean, coming from a smaller hockey market here in Texas, um, you just kind of feel like you're a part of something. Um, so even going out to a beer league skate, like, I mean, I, I still go to drop-ins every once in a while with just some of my buddies around here. And I mean, 
<laughs> we're still having a great time. And honestly, yeah. compared to, I wouldn't say Allen, because I think we have a great locker room here, but compared to teams that I've played on in the past where, I mean, you, you can have more fun in a beer league or drop-in locker room, just tell, telling stories and hanging out with those guys. Because, I mean, you get to a point where sometimes people just view it as a job or whether it's a yeah. school or you're, you're there for your scholarship. I mean, there's people there for different reasons, but when you're at, when you're at a drop-in skate in Dallas, Texas, like those people just love hockey. Like they're yeah. there because they love it. And they, I mean, they want to ask me about playing in different places if they didn't play at a high level or whatever they've played, if they just started playing at beer league and playing drop-in, I mean, they, they just kind of want to know what it's like. And, um, it's cool to be able to share stories with them. And I mean, I mean, these people are like ultra successful and they, they might own their own company and have a ton of money, ton of, like whatever it is. And yeah. they're sitting there asking me questions about what my life is like. And I'm like, dude, I'm 28 or turned 28 next week. So <laughs> oh, well, uh, happy early birthday, Thank you. obviously. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I'm bringing, I'm going to bring this, this back and, and Pat will appreciate it because I'm going to say I would be remiss uh, if I didn't give a special shout out to someone that we all know very well. And I think he's going to be just absolutely over the moon that he gets his name announced on this podcast, but sweet P sweet Paul, none of this would be possible without him. Maybe uh, Paul, this sweet, sweet curls on his hair. Um, uh, I just have to give a shout. I know we talked about him before we started recording all good things, of course. Uh, but yeah, huge shout out to Paul. He was one that was just like, Oh, you got Skelly on the show. That's that's awesome, man. I was like, yeah, yeah. It took some time, but we got him. We got him. So shout out, Paul. I love you, Paul. Paul's the best. Best guy around. One of the, one of the first messages when they announced my, announced my signing last week, and they, one of the first guys messaged me was Paul. So, <laughs> you really, know, really uh, love Paul. He's one. He's one of those guys that I met. I met at a drop-in locker room when I was, was skating with my buddy Newman Arango, and um, yep. Paul had met. Um, I don't know. I think it was only a couple months before that. And he was like, "Hey, I'm having my my friend Paul come and skate with us." Um, he like recently started playing, and he just wants to skate like every day. So, <laughs> so Paul came out, met him, and I mean, you know what it's like when you meet that guy. He just oh, yeah. Yeah. loves to talk. He's got all the energy in the world. But He's ever. the one that tried to get me to not post the story about you leaving yep. us on red. I was like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Boy, was he like wrong. It. I'm never going to live that one down, huh? <laughs> I mean, you did it. You, you, I mean, I think essentially you're living it down right now. You're here. We're doing this. Yeah. It, it finally yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we haven't really asked much about next season. You're signed with the Americans. You're, you're, you're back for another season. Um, obviously there are a lot of pieces that have either moved on or might not be with the team. Obviously one of those guys being Hank Crone, um, Jack Combs, you know, congratulations on the retirement. He's, he's moved on to the next, the next step in his career. Um, you know, Colton Saucerman. So you, you have a full, you know, a year under your belt now with the organization. What, what kind of presence do you think you bring now to the locker room? Having been in the ECHL for a couple of seasons now, having that time, having those experiences, and having a couple of like basically rookies come on to the organization that have never played in the ECHL before, what kind of role do you feel like you'll be taking as you move on to the next year? Yeah. I mean, I think when, when you lose, I mean, big name guys like that, um, you got to have guys that fill spots in the lineup and um, guys either come in or guys that are there have to step up and um, take on some of that role, whether that's 
um, on the ice or in the locker room, um, road trips. I mean, there's so much that goes to um, building out a hockey team. So um, I like to pride myself on just being a good teammate and um, just being there for a guy that maybe needs, <laughs> whether it's a kick in the ass or just somebody to talk to about, like, why am I not playing? Why am I – I was first line on in Division One last year in NCAA. Like, why am I not playing here? It's like, man, this is the next step, and every single guy that's here has gone through that, whether they went through that – in the American League, the Coast, the NHL, like everybody here has gone through it, and including the coaches. So yeah. nobody necessarily feels bad for you, but I mean, it's one of those things where you just have to stick it out and um, and just continue to work through that. So um, going back to what you what you asked, I think that's probably the biggest thing that I bring off the ice is just um, just bring it bring an energy to the locker room every day. Uh, I know you kind of touched on the DJ thing, but. Um, I like <laughs> playing music in the locker room quite a bit. Like, uh, no, I just, I mean, I just love being at the ring. So that's the, who, who was it? We were all standing outside of North house and you were on the phone with somebody that's you like sent to your apartment to try to find your DJ stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were like, it's under the bed. Yeah. Under the bed. <laughs> was it Roby? Yeah. yeah, it was Roby. Yeah. I think, I think we, were, we were all a couple beers in at that point. So it was kind of tough like to explain exactly where it was, but, um, yeah, Roby, Roby and butcher were, uh, back at my <laughs> they went to my parents house yeah uh, in keller to get my dj equipment that way they could uh have it for the for the next week at the house you had a very important set coming up apparently just imagine roby answering the, or talking to you on the phone be like this is your parents house you have like yeah. five beds yeah. like i'm, run, I'm running like... google translate through the phone yeah <laughs> This bed is bigger than this one. I don't know which one you want me to look under. Yeah. In the room, he's in the he's in my sister's room. Yeah, like this is doesn't look like your room at all, but yeah. a lot of pink and uh, <laughs> yeah, no DJ set. Yeah, exactly. So no, I think they it, it took them a few minutes, but they did they did finally find it and got it got it over the house. That was a mess. <laughs> well, uh, I'm I'm ecstatic that we finally got you on because we've been we've been working at it for a while. So we just have a couple of rapid fire style questions for you, as we always do with people. Uh, I'm gonna let Shannon lead this one off, um, and then then we'll wrap this one up. So uh, this is always my favorite part. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Oh, sorry, I'm horrible at this stuff. So perfect. Well, luckily we already kind of touched on this a little bit, but yeah. I want to hear like your actual answer. Now that Durham's gone and you don't have to impress anybody except all of our million listeners, yeah. um, what piece of hockey equipment do you think should have a comeback, or would you want to have a comeback? Ooh, don't say synergy. Everybody be, says yeah, synergy. everyone says synergy. It can be a stick, skates, whatever. It's back, by the way. If you didn't know, I saw no, that. it's yeah. just a wrap. So back. It is. But so, they're only two hundred bucks. They're like <laughs> way cheaper than like yeah. every other stick on the market, which is concerning. Yeah. No, no I, for I, me I, know a guy is... I know a guy that works a bower and it's not this energy, but it looks no, like perfect. I mean, Told you. See? See? Told you. But uh anyway. no, no. um I don't know. That's a tough one. This I mean this energy is a great one, but um I like the uh the vapor light. I think it was the vapor thirty light, I wanna say. It was the white one with the orange or um with the lime green X's on the bottom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big one for me. Or the C and T stealth. That was a good one. That one I do know. Yeah. See, I was hoping you would say like the, the Fedorov skates, the white Nike oh, skates, yeah. like no, I, I actually did wear a pair of white skates when I I, I think I was sixteen or seventeen. And I, and I I mean I still flop. So I had white skates with the the white uh, Reebok pumps 
Yes. With flop tongues. So yeah, it was a look. I don't know if it was a good one, but it was a look. Yeah. Style point. Okay. Now, now that you're, you, you, you've gotten a little bit older, right? Yeah. You, you've, you've settled into your, your style. White skates. Yes or no on the ice. Like nobody does them anymore. Apparently it's just, you're just a duster now. But if someone comes out just ripping around in white skates, like I think they should make a comeback. I like white gloves. I like reflective visors. I like pissing people off when I'm on the ice. What about like, is there ever an okay time to wear white skates? And what if I told you that Dior came out with a pair of white skates? <laughs> so you better believe I sent that to LA real fast. Oh, yeah. yeah like, you're, you're the first person to have them in the coast, that's for sure. <laughs> Wait, that could be a thing. You know, we did have him on recently. We talked about how players don't really style themselves as much as they they probably could, especially compared to other leagues. Maybe that maybe we're on to something like, hey, LA, dude, you're in the coast. Like, yeah. wear white skates. Reach out to whoever. Get some white skates. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. I think if anybody would do it, I think LA, I think LA be the guy. Sure. Absolutely. They're going to be size 14s. Like they're yeah. mad. <laughs> <laughs> So no, I think there's I think there's a time and place for the for the white jets. Um, I don't know if it's when you're 16 or when it is exactly, but um, but yeah, I think there's I think there's a time and place for it. Okay, fair enough. Good answer. Good answer. Okay, uh, obviously the namesake of the podcast. We always have to ask this for guests, especially ones that are from the Texas area. Uh, go to Waterburger order, and this can be before and or after 11 p.m. Yeah, um, I mean I think. Honey butter chicken biscuit is obviously, obviously, yeah. There's, yeah. there's no That's doubt in that answer. That's a lock. It's never, never a bad, bad order. Um, uh, sometimes just the, uh, I mean, just the number two. Keep it simple. You know, have this double, double patty. You know, yeah. that normally get the job done. I mean, the, but the spicy ketchup is the is the key to it. So that's absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, I'm running low on my supply here at home. I got. Yeah, I know. Sure. I actually walked. I walked by it in the in the grocery store a couple days ago. Uh, might have to go pick one up for the house. Absolutely. Yeah. You always got to have that thing on you. I yeah. Don't, oh, I don't yeah. know why. I, I went full gangster on that. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I got get a holster for it. Keep it. Just keep it on. Oh yeah. Like the you remember they had the mini sriracha bottles that had like the keychain. You could just oh, hook I it on your one. belt loop. <laughs> yeah, I had multiple. Now I need. Oh, we yeah. need to find a way to get those like a little little Whataburger bottle. With just spicy ketchup, and you just oh, all the time. Genius. That could be the play. <laughs> In case your sales job doesn't work out, you know, you can yeah. develop yeah. that. Well, we're taking this show to Shark Tank. <laughs> hey, sharks. <laughs> uh, Shannon, this was your friend that put us on to this next one. So I want you to ask this. It was, it was, I mean, I'm friends with her too. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not saying I'm not friends with her, but it was a very creative I'll post that say- we saw. That this is a fan question. <laughs> More or less. Um, yeah. uh, okay, so <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> Adam Driver and Dalton Skelly have never been seen in the same room at the same time. Skelly, are you in fact Adam Driver in disguise? <laughs> well, I, I have to say that was the first time I've gotten Adam Driver. I, um, I think that picture for whatever reason, just kind of looks, I don't know if I was just having a good day or what it was, but um, <laughs> or a bad day, whatever your taste is. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't, I was the first time I ever gotten that one. Um, my girlfriend did not agree. She didn't think I looked like him. You know, I think like if you like, kind of like tilt your head to the side and squint after yeah. like a few beers, yeah, like you're sure. real confused. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it? But yeah. 
I used to get I used to get James Franco all the time when my hair was um, a little shorter and didn't have it cut into a mullet and pair that with a mustache. Um, so yeah, three ice too. They said that was your your look alike this season. Yeah, so I got James Franco for years, um, and then uh, as of recent, since I've had the mullet and mustache, I get Morgan Wallen all the time. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I see that. I see that. I, went, I went to the Morgan Wallen concert at AT&T. Shout out Newman Arango for getting us a suite. <laughs> um, so we went there. Uh, it was a group of us. And I mean, just the whole night, there's just people just pointing at me and like yelling. We're Morgan. there, but he's yeah. also there. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> No, you, you hear me. You hear me. You hear me sing, and you'll be like, "Ah, that's not him." <laughs> oh, it's David Wallen, his stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, so this is a personal one. I always, I'm sure you've listened to Spit and Chicklets, and you know the the crew on there. Yeah. I've always thought you and and Mike Grinelli look alike, and and I don't know if that's like a bad thing. I just, I don't know. And for some reason, all last season, I called you Skelly Grinelli. Which sounds like a really <laughs> shitty like recess name, like oh, there's Kick of Skelly Grinelli, like, like someone from Hey Arnold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it's that's definitely the. I think it's got to be the nose. Um, as you can tell, I haven't turned sideways. I'm definitely a. I'm not a side profile guy, so <laughs> fair uh, enough. Keeping it, keeping it forward for this entire, um, this entire we interview. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, for for every picture you take uh, for the next like media junket media day for the on Americans, you have to look menacing because I think that really did the whole Adam Driver look for people. Yeah, like, you just got to look like I don't know what you've got going on in front of me, but I'm mad about it. <laughs> now I'm now I'm in Star Wars. I'm Kylo Ren. Dude, I, I actually have such a hard time taking pictures for hockey or anything like that because I, I, I just naturally have a smile most of the time, and then. <laughs> Like that guy, like don't smile, and I'm like sitting there, like, seconds. Like I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna keep moving, and you just gotta, you just gotta grab it, take a bunch. Like, <laughs> yeah, just catch it, catch it. Yeah, all right, a uh, couple more questions, and this one's pretty standard. What is your go-to pregame meal? Go-to pregame meal? Um, nothing crazy. I used to be very um, on on point with my. I think it was mainly to do with college where they're just providing the meals and always had to eat the exact same thing where yeah. I wouldn't do like red sauce sometimes gives me heartburn. So I wouldn't do that. I would just do butter, noodles, butter noodles and oh. chicken. Um, so that was it for a long time. And then, I mean, over the last few years, I mean, I kind of, I kind of mix it up whether it's um, most of the time it's some kind of chicken and whether rice or pasta or anything like that. I, I don't really get too crazy with it. Yeah. And then I had like a weird, um, I think it was my, senior year of college i got on a kick where i don't know i, I mean i'm sure you do the trader joe's um oh. peanut, peanut butter cups the dark chocolate peanut butter cups i had five of those before every game so uh, good so that was that was one of the weird things that i had going um but i might have to bring that back actually got a few yeah. Of fridge right support this. yeah yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i always support trader joe's if right? you need to make a charcuterie board that's the place to go, in my opinion. Place to go. Yeah. If I go there and I don't come back with at least four bags of orange chicken, my children will murder me on sight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's aggressive. <laughs> These kids, they're crazy. <laughs> Get the knife. Mom only brought three bags back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's in the car. <laughs> you just hear the knife go back in the drawer slowly. <laughs> Sound of disappointment ringing through the house. Damn. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I feel like this next one is pretty loaded because you said that you're the DJ, Shannon. If you want to knock this one out, especially because now I'm interested because if you're the guy in the locker room that's playing all the all the music, like this is pretty loaded. Well, also, you know, maybe I know Costi's pretty. He likes his locker room a certain way. So say Costi's not around and you're in charge yeah. of the music. <laughs> what is what's on your pregame playlist? Yeah, no. Well, I wasn't really the pregame guy. Um, like Sauce was usually on it, and then towards like the Inya, end, right? He played Inya and other yoga. Music. <laughs> he played Inya and like other yoga type music for his. Yeah, team. Right? yeah, and it just got mats laid out all over the locker room. Just rock out of meditation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. No, but so, so Sauce was usually the pregame guy, um, and then Butchie took over that for um, at least for playoffs, and I think a few weeks before that. Um, so definitely not the pregame guy, but um, in the mornings, uh, Sauce and I would go back and forth, and um, a few other guys like Butchie would get on it, and um, it was a handful. So I would definitely wasn't the main DJ in the locker room, but you know I always threw my hat in the ring and wasn't afraid to jump on there. So if you What's were the- in charge, what would you be listening to? Oh, I think pregame you gotta like you gotta mix it up with a little. Um, you can throw a couple like old rock songs in there. Um, and then the mix between, um, EDM and rap. And I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep towards like the last few minutes, you gotta throw in some Meek Mill in there because that'll get the people going. For oh sure. yeah. For sure. Yeah. What's, uh, what are we, what are we feeling on EDM right now? Cause it's ever changing. Always. Like I, I'll be honest. I've been so off my EDM game for the past probably year. Um, I've been just a huge country guy, so I don't know. I haven't been been on it too much, so I don't think I'm well informed on this to be able to have an opinion. To be honest, that's okay. Mm. Yeah. Unbelievable, brave. That's brave. What yeah. a waste of an interview. Durham's going to be so upset when we scrap this. <laughs> right, right. You just you're only going to use the interview up until Derek got off, and then yeah, just cut the. Rest. <laughs> so after that, Skelly said some pretty stupid things. So yeah. <laughs> Maybe we just wasted another thirty minutes. <laughs> Paul's going to be devastated when we tell him there was a shout out and he, had, he never even gets to hear it. Right. It was there. I promise, Paul. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Last one. We usually ask this of every single guest. I, I kind of feel like we went, just went over it. So this is going to be easy for you. you uh, Hollywood same answer. Okay. That's the standard. We cannot use, or you cannot use any answer that we've previously discussed. So this oh. is going to become impossible for you. Yeah. Um, Hollywood calls. Dalton Skelly, we want to make a movie about your life, but we need you to cast who plays you in the movie. Can't be Morgan Wallen, can't be James Franco, can't be Mike Grinelli, can't be Adam Driver. That eliminates four people from Hollywood. <laughs> who plays you? Oh, that's tough. Those are like, that's, I mean, those are my go. I, I, you got to ask these questions in reverse. I mean, that's fair. Really- I mean, in, in our defense, like <laughs> we messed up. That's on us. <laughs> um. No, it's, I don't even know. I think James Franco's always been my go-to. I've never even thought of an, a second. Do you have a brother? Movie. Yeah, you could, just say Dave, you could just say Dave Franco. <laughs> yeah, I could just go with Dave Franco. You know, I actually did. I would get Dave Franco, but I think that was more just like drunk people mixing up names. So, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll go with Dave Franco. I think that's an acceptable, like, we really did kind of take all the wind out of your sails with that question. Yeah, no, I all think. Right. You know, it's like a, a comedy movie. It could be Zach Braff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Um, what's that one guy, Dax Shepard? Somebody told oh, me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be a good one. 
See, yeah, there are more out there. Yeah, so there, there's a few. I think there's some options. I think we could three, three we could probably, quality answers. We could probably piece something together. I think we got to keep somebody who's, um, you know, uh, a little challenged in the height department, considering I'm only five ten. So, um, I think there's plenty of actors out there that that are in that range. I mean, we can we can talk to some people and sneak that up to six for next season. I think. Yeah, I hope so. Look tall, you'll be fine. I wear my cowboy yeah. boots every single day. There you go. Yeah. I mean, if you do the boots, I mean, LA is going to keep the the cowboy hat going. You know, next season uh, with the with the swamp rabbits. So, like, just just rock it, man. Yeah, yeah. We had a good, we had a game. I think it was the last game of the season where um, me, Brownie, and Grover all wore our boots, uh, boots, jeans, suit, jacket. Cowboy hat. So we, yeah, we basically looked like um, just um, like businessmen that are from from Texas. So we, it, was, I, it, was, it was it was some kind of look, yeah. So basically, any um, anybody in like uh, like an older guy in real estate, like imagine that that was, that was tycoons. Cool. Yeah, we're yeah. we're either gonna sell you oil or we're gonna win a hockey game. We yeah, don't know which exactly. one yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had no idea. Um, yeah, Grover was like seven foot tall, so it was great. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, quite a large. Dog. I mean, I walked in on his back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm glad that we got you on. I know we've been kind of giving you a hard time for not coming on for a, a very long time. Uh, but thank you for the time. Obviously, excited that you're back with Alan for the next season. Um, you know, is there anything that you kind of want to leave the Americans fans with that they can kind of look forward to you, uh, to you from you in next season? Wow, I just really messed up words there. Words are so just a hard. message to the Americans fans from Dalton Skelly. We can get Durham back on here to say it. He seemed to be real good at it. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, right? No, I think um, I mean, we got a lot of guys coming back. I know some people are um, disappointed that like a guy like Croner or Sauce and um, some big name guys that moved on, but um, we got some big players coming in, um, guys that are going to step up and I'd say probably 80% of our lineups coming back. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think that just right there, we already have a lot of, a lot of chemistry built within that. Um, have a great locker room. Um, everybody loves playing for Costi I mean, guys. I think there's guys that would retire before they'd go to another team and play. So, um, I think that says a lot about who he is as a person and a coach. So, um, yeah, I, everybody's excited to come back. Um, I think we left off, last year and i mean we had a lot of injuries there in playoffs and oh man in the way that yeah. we wanted but you know like i think we're gonna come back um and just build off that so i think what? everybody everybody in the locker room is really excited everybody i've talked to everybody had their their surgery and whatnot so yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> they're ready to go <laughs> a couple of months off yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. needed that <laughs> minor setbacks minor setbacks major comebacks uh dalton skelly thanks for joining the podcast man uh hopefully we'll get you on here maybe mid-season sometime in the future but yeah thanks for coming on it was uh it was an absolute pleasure sir yeah absolutely thanks for having me on appreciate it <laughs>